what is best. You know, is it best to try to stay on budget shopping online or going in person? I mean, we have all the different pros and cons for shopping in person and online. So is one method better than the other? Are they all kind of the same? Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Rachel Cruz Show podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how to hack retail and protect your wallet. I'll talk about when it's best to buy online versus in-store. And then we'll talk about five clever ways that our favorite big box store gets you to spend more. Let's just say you'll hit the bullseye when implementing these. But first, I want you to hear a conversation I had with interior designer and YouTuber Kristen McGowan on affordable IKEA finds that you won't believe are real. Take a listen. Hey guys, I'm so excited this episode because I have a guest on with me talking about something that I am terrible at, and that is interior design and making your house just look beautiful. And people that can speak into this I know people like me are so appreciative of. So I have Kristen McDowell on today, and we're going to talk about uh, how to really do this well, how to create a space in your home and make it warm and make it what you want, but on a budget. So she was an interior designer. Now she has a successful YouTube channel, you guys, and she creates so much great content. And I'm so thankful that she's on. So Kristen, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad. Okay, so when you do videos on YouTube, what are the ones that you see like get the most view, like the most views? And you're like, oh wow, I just hit a pain point that people want to know about. Well, IKEA videos do very well. And I didn't realize that when I first started posting them. I just did it because I genuinely love wandering IKEA. I'm always looking for things on a budget, but Ikea is all over the world. Everyone's looking for accessible finds. So it seems to be the video topic that people really love. So my biggest video is an Ikea organization video. And all the other topics that fall after that are just like room makeovers on a budget and how to make your home look expensive on a budget. People love that topic as well. So it sounds like we're all searching for the same thing. And if we can do it at a reasonable price, then I think that's great. Yeah, it's a win-win for sure. And there's, you know, there's other stores like Home Goods and all these other places that I know have mm-hmm. great options. But for something like IKEA, you know, I know it's all over the world. And it's so funny that this is it when you said that because my my husband's grandmother, she's 93, she's from Stockholm, she's from Sweden, which is where IKEA originated from. And so every year to go. she still drives to Atlanta from Knoxville with Winston's mom and his aunt. And they do a full day at I- of Ikea. And she's 93 and she walks the whole day. And it's like her dream. So whenever I think about Ikea, I think about Swedish Nana, is what we call her. But it's amazing because I'm like, it has everything. So when you walk into a store like that, Kristen, like for me, I can get so overwhelmed where I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to look for. I don't know how to sift through what's what's too cheap and not great or what, what it is perfect. Like, like walk me through a couple of just the tips and ideas. Like when you walk in, what are you looking for? Firstly, like I think everyone does, I go up to the showroom and see how IKEA stylists are styling everything in rooms. And I'm always looking for pretty simple shapes and patterns. I find Ikea does really bold patterns and those can be recognizable as an Ikea find. And I think going for simple, neutral colors when it comes to fabrics and uh, materials is like the best bet. 
So I'm usually looking for that type of thing. Um, and just unique finds. I think that Ikea does really well with small spaces and really um, making things that work for everybody. So I would say go simple, look for designer dupes. I think wandering high-end stores, getting ideas from them, and then taking it into Ikea and looking for that is the way to go. Oh, that's so good. What are pieces in Ikea that you think, oh gosh, everyone should have this. These are, it's a great thing, you know, again, it's not gonna be overly expensive because it's Ikea, but you're like, this is, it's worth paying the money and getting this because it helps not not just maybe transform your room or your home, but it also just helps it in, in a function standpoint too. So one thing I think uh, it's actually been a very popular product because I think people really found out it's great. It's a great price. Um, it's the Ripta curtains. I'm not going to be very good at saying these names, but they are white curtains. They're cotton, but look like linen. So they have texture to them. Okay. They come in, I think, three different lengths. So you can really go floor to ceiling with them. And they have this quality and feel to them that looks like Pottery Barn and Restoration Hardware. You get that look for less. And they come in a in a pack of two. So you get a pair of curtains for $40. So one panel is $20. And that's really good. I even recommend doubling up on them so that you have more curtains on either side of your windows to really yes. create more of a designer look. Oh, that's so good. Because draperies, all that whole realm in your home can be so expensive. It's expensive. So expensive. So to find exactly. something that actually has good quality and looks good, right? I'm like... Hmm. Because I've had cheap stuff and it, and it looks yeah. cheap because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but the ones that you're like, yeah. oh no, this is inexpensive, but yet it looks like high quality is, is big. It's more about what you do with the curtains. So adding curtain rings, they can be from Ikea as well. They have great black curtain rings, uh, pleat hooks. You can hang it directly on the rod. So I think it's about how you style them and not just putting it up and hoping for the best. So yes those tricks will really take it to the next level. Okay, so great. Okay, what else? What else that we all need? Another basic item that I think everyone needs for their sofa, for their bedroom, um, are throw pillows. And Ikea has great throw pillow inserts. They have two different kinds. There's one that's cheaper and then one that's $9. I recommend the $9 one. It is feather filled. It really holds up and looks like that taut filled pillow. You know, something that just looks really substantial and doesn't lay limp. That would be a great buy. $9 and you can put whatever type of pillow cover on top of it that maybe is more high-end or more luxurious looking, but you could go more affordable for the inner cushion. Okay. That's so good. Because even the structure of something like that can really make something feel different, right? Yeah. I mean, so that inner fill is, yes. is huge. Okay. That's so great. Okay. What else? Another one is uh, the Ribba black frame for your wall art. It's not a plastic frame. It's black. It looks like every other designer frame that you'd pay more for, but it's $25. It comes in different sizes. It even comes with the mat inside. So you can make your art look more elevated with a white mat surrounding it. Yes. Um, it's lightweight. It's not hard to hang. So I think it's my go-to frame for pretty much all over my home. Um, it comes in black and white, and I think it's the go-to picture frame at Ikea. Okay, that's so good. Again, because for me, like wall spaces, like give me a blank wall and I freeze. <laughs> I'm like paralyzed. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to do this well. Yeah. When you're hanging stuff like that, yeah, the substantial frame 
It does, because I got some of our kids' baby pictures and stuff framed, and I'm like, it just looks so different when something is just well done like that. And so when you can find an option. Yeah. Like you're saying with Ikea, it just, it, it makes something just feel warm, the whole, the whole space. Yes. That's so awesome. And these products, like they are popular there. So if you see them, I would say pick them up while you're there. You're not always at Ikea. So grab them while they last, I would say. (laughs) Yes, no, that's so good. Okay, I saw you have wine glasses on your list too. So Ikea wine glasses, you love them? I love them. And I love them just because of the shape of these wine glasses. I think they're called the Dire Grip wine glass. They're a little bit newer as of probably last year. But every time I have guests over they love the wine glasses and are always like, where are these from? And as soon as I say they're from Ikea, they're like, I'm going to get those. So (laughs) they're affordable. They're chic. They're a little bit more elevated than your typical round shape. And I think why not? If you do a lot of hosting, I think it'd be nice. Yeah, for sure. Do you know how much they are off the top of your head? They are $9.99. Okay. Yeah. So, so so affordable for sure. Okay. A good Mm -hmm. wine glass. Okay. And then I saw also, so you had a, a day bed. Yes. I have two bed options that are so great for space saving. I think they're affordable for what they really are. So the daybed option is the Hems daybed. It is $647, which yes, that's a higher price when it comes to this list of affordable things. But you get pretty much a sofa, a single bed, and a double bed plus storage in this one piece. It looks cute. I think it's perfect if you are trying to do an home office guest room situation where you need a two-in-one purpose. And it comes with the mattresses. So it's like you're literally getting everything all in one. Yes. Oh, that's huge. Under $700. I think that's really, really good. Yeah. And that's something like for me, I probably would just walk past or I wouldn't even, you know, think about, oh gosh, in Ikea, like, I don't know if 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 that's good quality or not because it's more of a substantial, you know, piece of furniture. So... I love to know that. I also saw on your list a shoe organizer, which we all probably need. Let's be honest. Yes. I use this shoe organizer all over my home. It is $3.49. You can't beat that. This allows you to take um, advantage of that vertical space that is in any shelving or uh, closet around your home. We have them in our front entryway inside of a cabinet. So this allows you to put one shoe underneath and one shoe on top to really take that vertical space, but they're not touching each other. They're not getting messy. This shoe organizer, it's also adjustable. So you can adjust the height of it based on if you're putting running shoes, if you're putting sandals or heels, Um, the adjustability is really nice. So I think they've upgraded that piece so that you have options there. Um, But I, I can double sometimes triple the amount of storage space in a small cabinet using these. So I think it's great. So easy. Oh, I love all of those though, because they're so functional and you're going to use that stuff, you know? And again, you could spend 10X that at other places, uh, but stores like Ikea are so affordable. Okay, so I want to know from you, Kristen, like just from the interior design perspective, like what are things right now in 2023 that you see that you're like, oh, yes, like that is uh, that is on trend and might be out of style in five years. And then what are the things that you're like classic always? Like do like a kitchen for an example. Like when you walk into a kitchen, what are things that you're like super cool and on trend, but probably will cycle out? And then what are the things in the kitchen that you see? Oh yes, if you do this, 
it's more of a timeless look. Okay, so I'm going to pick living room because I find kitchens are a lot more permanent decisions. You kind of have to be. Yes, Unless you're fair. really into design. Living room design, if you are shopping anywhere, it doesn't matter if it's Ikea or not. When you're buying those substantial pieces for your home, your sectional, your sofa, your lounge chairs, make sure those are a little bit more neutral in their style, meaning their arm style, their um, overall design, really, and their fabric choice. So I like to go more neutral with those pieces, either picking grays, leather, uh, white, linen, and then style around those pieces with with more trendy items like pillows, rugs, art, things that can be changed out, even light fixtures, because all of those things are easier to get rid of and they are more affordable to change than buying your huge piece of furniture all over again. So I think the timeless route is better when it comes to these large items. So um, it might be considered a little bit safe and you're not getting a green sofa for your living room because it's cool and trendy, but you might not like that two or three years from now. And I think it's easier to swap out the smaller items. Okay, that's good. Okay, what's one trend you're seeing right now that you're like, I love that, but it's going to be out, you guys. It's going to be out. Oh, okay. This is going to be one kitchen thing. Okay. It's a little... I love it. It's really high um, contrast veining when it comes to any kind of stone for your countertop and backsplash. And slab splashes are becoming a big thing now. So instead of choosing a subway tile, anything like that, you run your your countertop right up onto the wall. I think it's timeless, but I think, you know, as the years go on, people are going to go, oh no, I want to go back to tiling my backsplash again. And you just put all this expensive material up on your wall. But I think if you really love it, you will love it for years. So Mm. when it comes to design, I think really make the decision for yourself. You can know what is trending and what's going to be out of style. But if you genuinely love it, it's going to stay in style in your head and in your home. So yes, um, yes, I love that. Yeah, that, That design trend is something I love the look of. It looks super high end, but... I am a little nervous that you it might it kind of swing. go to style. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's a good yeah. one because I do see that like on Instagram and stuff. I see people doing their kitchens and uh, yeah, I see that exact look. Well, I love this stuff, Kristen, and I love, again, we're not against nice stuff. So if you all can afford the bougie-ness no. of life, go for it. But the realistic, mm-hmm. you know, part of life of like, okay, we all have limits and boundaries and we don't have a bazillion dollars to go spend and create a space, but you still want to love your home and do it well. And so... I love your message and the fact that you give so many helpful tips. And even for me, you know, when we, everyone, I I talk about this a lot on my show as an example, but we built a house in 2019 and moved in and we did buy some new stuff. And I remember talking uh, to the girl that was helping me and I was like, I cannot have an X dollar amount of couch. Like I can't spend this much. Even if it's in my budget, I can't do it because I'm like, my babies yeah. are going to be, their diapers are going to be changed on there. There's going to be milk that's going to be carried in. There's going to be cereal. Like I just know the life we live. And if I have very expensive pieces, I find myself, I'm like walking on eggshells, you know, you know, freaking out on everything. And I'm like, I don't want to live my life like that. I just want to enjoy my life and take care of our stuff. But I also, totally agree. it's just like this thing that if we invest so much money into actual things, we tend to protect them so much. And I think mm-hmm. it can almost to a point, depending on what season of life you're in, can like decrease 
your level of enjoyment. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I think if anyone's looking for anything for around their home, take it slow when you're looking for items. Because if you make rush decisions, you could probably spend more than you need. So I like to go into multiple different stores, compare prices, compare the um, the feeling of everything, and then you can make the right decision for yourself. So um, that's how I can find these designer lookalikes because you just have to explore more stores then hone in on that style. Kristen, thank you so much for being on today. Where can everyone find you? Everywhere is at Kristen McGowan, my name. Thank you so much. Perfect. Awesome. Well, you guys make sure to check her out again. Having people that are experts in spaces that we are not good at, myself included. Kristen helps navigate the world. So make sure to check out everything that she's doing. I love it. So great. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members, take care of your eligible medical bills. With no networks and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. So today I want to talk to you about five clever ways Target gets you to spend more money. All right, you guys know how much I love a good deal at Target, but I know it's also a successful business and they know what they're doing. (laughs) They've got smart marketers and buyers and merchandising experts and all these people. And when you're trying to be intentional with your money, it never hurts to keep in mind that companies use strategies to get you to buy more. So let's talk about some of the classic tactics that I've noticed and how to handle those when you're trying to stay on budget. So the first way Target gets you to spend more money is the dollar section. In the words of T-Swift, I know this aisle all too well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right when you walk in, there it is. They constantly have new items that kind of catch your eye. And because they're so cheap, it's so easy just to, you know, toss one or two or three things in. And you're like, oh, it's it's not gonna be a big deal. And then it kind of just starts creeping up all the money that's in your cart. So here's a solution. I do love the add to cart when I'm shopping online and I kind of just sit there and fill out the cart and then I get done and kind of like it feels like I went shopping, but I didn't, so then I'm done. So the same can be done for the dollar aisle. Maybe you go in, add it to cart, go shop for what actually you came in for, and then toward the end, you're like, oh yeah, I don't really need these anymore. And you go and put them back, okay? So put them back. You don't need them, but you still get the little high of adding it to your physical carts, but that's about it. So again, the dollar aisle, it's fun, but all those little extra knickknacks, they add up and you don't always need them. All right, the second way Target gets you to spend more is by buying brand partnerships. So if you're a fan of HGTV, this one might hurt a little bit. Fan of Chip and Joe, I love them so much. But every time I pass Hearth and Hands, it it, kind of gets me. You know, you just kind of slowly... Start finding your way in. Finding your way into the adorable kitchen decor that looks like it came right out of Fixer Upper Mm -hmm. or a fancy piece of Studio McGee furniture. It's all so cute. But if I'm being realistic, I don't need all that stuff. But oh, it's so cute. So here's the deal. Only browse those 
designer lines if it's within your budget. If you go into Target knowing, hey, I am going to go shop on these aisles, then you can. But if you just find your way there, slowly just find your way out, your budget will thank you. All right, the third way Target gets you to spend more money is by putting their clothing towards the front of the store. Mm -hmm, Target, we know what you're doing. We see you. We see you. And I don't know about you, but Target's clothes have been fantastic. They've done a great job with them, and they're so cute. And typically, again, you're you know going in for home supplies or toilet paper, whatever, and then you come out with like four new outfits. So listen, we all go in with good intentions just to do a quick run, but then the clothes are boom, right there in front of you. And then you see swimsuits in February and you're like, okay, we're gonna go to the beach for spring break. So maybe I need to go and look. And you just slowly start falling into their method of madness and it keeps you not focused on what you came in for. So again, what you have to say is no, keep shopping, keep moving. All right, the fourth way that Target gets you to spend more money is by strategic merching, aka placing items around the store in an aesthetically pleasing way. Have you ever noticed the home section actually looks and feels like a home? Yeah, it's intentional. And when you see things placed together, you're more likely to buy the entire collection as a whole package versus individual items. And sure, there are situations where that is necessary or even helpful, but most of the time, it's because you're impulse buying. So be careful. Next time you start feeling all warm and cozy in a giant superstore that's not your home, you might wanna watch out for those sneaky merchandising drafts. All right, the fifth way Target gets you to spend more money is by selling seasonal items. Now, this is true a lot of different places. You know, think about Walgreens during Halloween or Valentine's Day. But when the weather starts to change a little bit, I think we all know like, oh, a different season's coming, holidays are coming up. And when you're looking forward to something, you typically have a very optimistic state of mind, which means you're less likely to say no to that nice fall candle. But the truth is, is that, you know, I do. I have a lot of, you know, seasonal candles in my house and all the things. So I have to tell myself, Rachel, you're fine. You don't need it. You don't need it. And even though Christmas decorations are a pain to dig out of the garage every year, you don't need to buy something new every single year. So when you're shopping at Target during certain seasons, give yourself a little pep talk. Go in knowing, okay, you know, all this seasonal stuff, it is just stuff and it will be gone in a few months. So the holidays, they mean a lot to people because of memories and special times that are associated with it. So I want you to be able to enjoy the seasons, enjoy the holidays without feeling like you're spending money on every single holiday. So just step away from the fall candle. <laughs> just take a step back, unless it's in your budget and you're planning on buying it anyways. And also remember that Target or any store that you love, it's not your BFF. It's a business. And I hate to break it to you, but their stores make a lot of money because of what you purchase, which becomes a problem when you lose sight of your actual needs and get distracted by all the shiny things that you feel like you want. So the best way to avoid any regrets as long as you unload all those Target bags from the minivan is to go in with a plan, make a list, and make sure that there is room in the budget. Another thing you can do is do curbside pickup with the Target app. And this is great because you're not going to be tempted to overspend because you're actually going to see the items that you select on the list and you can avoid temptation altogether by seeing all this other stuff. You just get what you need. 
Also, there are Target coupons and 5% savings with the Target debit card, not a credit card, the debit card. But at the end of the day, it's all about intentionality, you guys. And I love to browse beautiful, festive aisles of Target from time to time. But sometimes I have to set a boundary with myself and be like, y'all, what I tell my kids, we're just looking. We are just looking. So stay focused, stay on budget. And I promise January you will thank you for getting through the holidays without all that extra spending. Okay, a lot of us got used to shopping online or, you know, that no contact delivery during the pandemic. But if you're like me or a classic millennial 90s kid, sometimes you just miss the good old days at the mall, you know, doing some shopping in person. And I get lots of questions from you guys about what is best. You know, is it best to try to stay on budget shopping online or going in person? So today I want to share with you my pros and cons for shopping in person and online. So is one method better than the other? Are they all kind of the same? Well, we're going to find out. So for some, shopping is a hobby, which if you're not careful, there's a risk of overspending there. But for others, it feels like a chore that they dread. So whichever camp you're in, there are tons of different methods to choose from. So you can shop online, in store, on an app, pick up, delivery on the curbside. You can do subscriptions. I mean, we have lots of options here. So let's take a look at all the different variables that go into these. All right, here are some online pros. There are online-only deals during certain times of the year or promotional periods. And I think that this is a great idea because, again, maybe you get a code or have online exclusives that you can get a better deal than in person. So make sure to check those out. Also, you can read reviews from other customers before you buy. Now, sometimes, you know, people are like, these reviews aren't real. But after a while, you can kind of get a feel of like, okay, is this good? Is it not? And so I love that. I love being able to read reviews and see what people think. Also, convenience. This is my favorite. No parking, driving time, checkout line, crowds, all of that. You just shop online. It shows up at your doorstep. You may have to have a little patience, wait a few days, but oh, it's so nice, so easy. And then also the easy price comparison. So I love this. You can pull up multiple websites, multiple vendors, see the different prices. Most of the time, they're pretty consistent, but every now and again, you'll see one that is lower. And as long as it's not a fake or a dupe or something, you know, you're able to get a good deal, which is awesome. All right, here are some online cons. Sometimes there are extra fees like shipping, delivery, all of that. So, oh, don't you hate that? When you get a whole cart full of stuff and then are like $7 for shipping. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, forget it. <laughs> I can't pay for it. I don't know why. I hate paying for shipping. Also, less control you know, like rough packaging or delivering, you know, you can't pick out your produce at the grocery store. And I do hate this because I do a lot of online grocery shopping and then it gets delivered to the house. That is one thing that I have stuck with uh, since the pandemic because it's been so easy for our family. But just last week, I got strawberries and like two of them had mold on them. I'm like, man, I want to pick those, but this shopper did, which kind of was like a bummer. But again, it's a con. Also, decision fatigue. There are just so many choices online. If you're going to go shop for a black sweater, oh my gosh, there's like endless supplies of them. So sometimes it can get overwhelming. Also, complicated returns or even it costs money to return something. Like if you have to ship something back, that's a hassle, not fun. And then also sometimes you're forced to buy in bulk and you end up having to pay more for an item you want because it comes like in a pack of five versus just that one thing. 
All right, here are some in-store pros. The ability to touch, feel, and even try on the item. And this is huge. This is, especially when it comes to clothes, I have found like one person that literally like we have the same body. So anything she wears, I'm like, okay, I feel like that's how it's gonna look on me. So that's helpful. But sometimes you get stuff online and you're like, how in the heck does it look like this? Like, it's just terrible. Versus if you were in the store and you tried it on, you'd be like, this is terrible, I'm not buying it. So that is a huge, huge pro. Also, fewer hurdles to jump through when making an exchange. So you don't have to like pack the item back, print out the, you know, the label, all of that. You just take it back in person and you're good to go. Also, no delayed gratification with deliveries. Sometimes things ship four to six weeks out and you're like, oh my gosh. When you buy in person, you get to take it home and it's all right there, which is very convenient. And then also confident purchasing because you're making your decision right there in the store. You have the item in hand, you know you want it, you get your money out, you know you have your money and you're good to go. So those are some pros. Here are some cons to in-store shopping. It takes more time to shop around at different places instead of just scrolling. So especially those price comparisons like we're talking about. In person, you may have to go to a few different stores to get the prices. Also, clever merch and marketing tactics that you have to watch out for. Yep, you go into old Target and you end up spending a ton of money when you just need a deodorant and sunscreen. You end up overspending because they know what they're doing. So when you walk into a store, they are brilliant marketers and they know how to get you to spend more money than you were expecting. Also, fighting the crowds and dressing room lines and register lines and all of that especially during the holiday season, oh, it's a pain to go into a place and you have to park and you're far away and it's this whole thing, the weather, you're standing in line, just that whole experience does not exist when you online shop. And also the experience of the out-of-stock item. When you see it online, it's a bummer, but in person when you're going to buy it and it's just not there, you're out of luck. Like, oh, not fun, not fun at all. So, those are some cons. So again, pros and cons to each of these, but shopping is a part of our everyday life. So I'm curious, uh, after we've talked about these pros and cons, which one stands out as your favorite? So comment below because you may see a con or a pro that you're like, oh yeah, this is for real. This is really me. Because again, we all have to spend money in shops. We want to do it to the best of our budget and be wise about it. Ultimately, the best way to decide how you need to shop is to start with a plan for your money. So a budget does this. A budget gives you the ability to spend your money exactly how you want to because you're the one planning it out, deciding, hey, here is where my income is going. So if you've not downloaded the Every Dollar app, do it today. There's a free version and a premium version, but I guarantee you will find more peace for your next shopping experience when you do it on a budget. When you see that line item for clothing, you know exactly what to buy or groceries or whatever it is that you're buying. You know how much money you have and you can spend with such freedom and peace. So again, buying online versus in-store, pros and cons, but hey, either way, you're shopping on a budget and that's all that matters. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope that this is so helpful to you. And again, I so appreciate you being here. So remember to take control of your money and create a life you love.